Hey, welcome to the Blind and Light. I'm your host, Gus Pond. Um, with me today is uh, one of my favorite people in the world to talk to, Austin Nickel. Austin, how are you doing? Uh, well, it's kind of weird. I mean, we're getting through the apocalypse, I guess. Yeah, kind of. I, is this setup very... Uh, I felt like this setup that I have right now looks like we're going to make a deal about uh, nuclear arms or something. Yeah, it'd be cool if it was one of us was smart enough to do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, assume if that happened, we'd both die of radiation poisoning. Like, I put it in the best pot I have, but we're still probably going to die. I, I would put it in a suitcase, because I've seen that in movies. Yeah, I don't have a thick one. I have a cloth suitcase. Is that... I would put it in one of those coolers. Oh, yeah. Put some ice on it. Yeah, definitely. Keep it cool. So, as far as the apocalypse goes, the... Um, the worst thing about it so far has been that it's so anticlimactic. Like, if, if there was the first season of The Walking Dead was just like uh, Norman Reedus wandering around, like for the first three months where it started, just stealing toilet paper out of Target bathrooms, I wouldn't watch any of that show at all. Maybe I actually, maybe I would. I never watched any of that show. Well, that's a lie. I've seen the season in finales for season one, two, and three. Season one was excellent because Frank Darabont. Like my my sister used to watch it a lot, and uh, every time I'd come in, it just there was a lot of talking. Yeah, that's what it is. I when the first episode, we all read the comic. Like a bunch of us read the comic when I worked at uh, the call center, right? And so when the show was coming out, we were super stoked. I invited like both my brothers over and Thrasher and some other people. And I made myself a big bowl of cereal because that's what I would eat. Because um, Andy Russell told me cereal is the best comic book snack there was. So I made a big bowl of cereal and I'm gonna watch the show and then my older brother took his shoes off. And remember when like Alex Mack had the 3D episode in the 90s? Like Nickelodeon had the 3D night? Yes. Right, you had the glasses and all? It was a similar experience in that I really felt like I could smell the heat stroke, like, uh, rotting flesh in that show when my brother took his shoes off, oh. right as I was taking a bite of my cereal. So, did, did it ruin cereal for you for a while? No, I've, I've smelled and tasted a lot of disgusting things in my life, so, like, I have a really high tolerance for that. I think I could go into some kind of industry and make money off of that. I think you could too. Um, We're gonna get back to that. Yeah. So let's talk about um, where are you from originally? Uh, that's kind of a loaded question. We moved around a lot. So I was born in El Paso, uh, whatever the hospital about two blocks from the border is. So I was actually really close to being Mexican. Yeah. And so my older brother, uh, who was four at the time, was really concerned that I wouldn't speak English, like because his friends in El Paso, like when he was. A little boy didn't speak English like he played with him but they so he was really worried I wouldn't because yeah so it makes sense I still I'm waiting for that to come in um, we lived in Lubbock uh, for a little while when I was super small uh, Fort Stockton um, but I did most of my formative um, setting things on fire years in Abilene and then uh, when I was 13, we moved to Odessa in 99. Okay. And I didn't know that, because I, I met you... 2004? Three? Probably 03. No, it wasn't 03. It was 07. Was it really that far? 
Yeah, because me and Andy, because that's uh, so. I know, I know Austin through uh, a- Andy Russell. Shout out to Andy Russell. Um, and I would never shouted Andy Russell. Uh, I've seen you shout at Andy Russell. <laughs> I've seen you shout at him many a times. Not that he didn't deserve it. That's true. But he, um, I've seen you shout at him. Yeah. Um, no. So yeah, and I'm, I, I met you through 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 Andy, and me and Andy didn't really start hanging out like that until '07, maybe '06. See, I, but I, it, it, but oh three and oh four does sound not that far off. Yeah, I know that you came to a land party, and that's why I was kind of judging the, the time. Yeah, and so that would have been fairly early on, I think. And that was so maybe maybe two thousand six might track though, because the game I'm thinking of that we were playing came out between oh four and oh six, so that would. Was that the? Do you remember the land party that we had out in Goldsmith? Oh, so that was that. It wasn't that one, but that one was stupid. That was. The, do you remember what we ate? The Widowmaker. I remember exactly. We took five pounds of ground beef um, and made it into a large discus, kind of what you would throw in a Greek game, uh, which we then made a dream catcher of bacon to. Oh, I forgot about the dream catcher. Yeah. We covered the entire thing in a heavy layer of cheese, probably another two pounds of grated cheese on that. And then we used two DiGiorno stuffed crust pizzas to make buns and made that into a burger. And I remember the first bite wasn't even a bite. It was so greasy that after not that long of debate, I tried to ingest it with a straw and sucked up, well, I don't know, maybe an ounce or two of some kind of grease. I don't know where collective grease. Yeah, no, and I mean it tasted okay. Also, uh, for for reference, we split this between four people. <laughs> it was it was you, me, Andy, and Pat. Yeah, I think there was a lot of intimidation going into it for the rest of the, the people that were there. Uh, I don't remember how we ended up just us four eating it, but I do remember that being the case. I remember having to use the box at that Dishorno to. It, it was in a rec center in, in was it Gardendale? Where was it? Goldsmith. Goldsmith? Um, yeah, we had to use that pizza box to scrape out the grease from the bottom of the oven. because We didn't bring any pans or anything. We cooked that. How the hell did we cook that? I think we cooked it on the box. Uh, I don't remember how we cooked it. Yeah, it was... Um, I know for sure. I know for certain it took years off our lives. I it took a lot out of me, not just years. I think it took a certain amount of dignity, permanently. <laughs> did, did, I don't remember. Did, I don't remember if we finished those. I don't know what we would have done with it. Were there coyotes that we <laughs> sent it to? Starving children. I don't know. Uh, uh, we wouldn't have given it to children. Coyotes probably yeah. would have loved that. Yes, it wasn't that way. I know you were over at one point. Um, my mom and dad had a house that had a shop in it, and there was a lot of misadventures. Yes, it was a very large shop, larger than I think any apartment that I ever lived in. Um, yeah, it was pretty big. Yeah, it was, it was very large. So there was a lot of misadventures. We buried a pizza behind that place, um, or like a slice. When did Pat turn twenty-one? Uh, several decades ago okay because i remember that i remember being there for pat's 21st birthday i can actually tell you exactly when because he was born um august uh 24th 1990 
So it would have been August 24th, um, 2011. Yeah, so 07 does track for us. Huh, okay. Wow. Yeah, so that was... Um, but still, the point I made to make oh, all yeah, this yeah, yeah. was that I didn't know that I met you that soon into you being in Odessa. I just assumed that you'd grown up in Odessa for the majority of your life. No, we... Um, because I knew y'all lived in Abilene for, for a minute, right. but, and you told me, I think, in, in, like, I, I knew that you were born in El Paso. Yeah, I was, so I was born in El Paso. Patrick was born in Lubbock. Derek, my other brother, was born in Midland. Uh, and my sister was born in Oklahoma City. So, um, and they lived in Al uh, Albuquerque for a while, too. So my family did a lot of moving around up until we moved to Abilene, and then Stuck there for a while and then came to Odessa. Nice. And then got stuck like everyone else. It you happens know, sometimes. You know how it does. Yeah. So, um, you, what, what, um, the thing that, no, we'll, we'll go into this first. One of the few first things that you and me bonded about, and I think it would be really interesting to get into, was uh, comic books. Right. Did we argue about anything? Probably. I'm going to assume. Uh, Either that or you mean like the same things in the same vein and that's why it worked out. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. Because um, Cause you, you, you and me and I think maybe possibly two other people are the only people that I know that actually like read Hellboy comics. Yeah, it's, um, and a lot of that is, uh, so... I think I, the first time I really gave him a, a fair shake was when the movies went into production. And I thought, like, I really liked um, uh, Guillermo del Toro. And there was a whole thing that he was rumored to be working on a Lovecraft movie, and so I was, like, intrigued by him in the first place. But then when I saw Mike Manoli's art, uh, that was... Yeah, and that's that's what always drew me to Hellboy is the uh, Magnolia's art. Like, it, it is very... And then when you get into the story, the way the respect that he treats... Uh, fables and stories with like he has a respect for stories like for the, the yeah. bones of things and I really like that a lot um, but part of that so I don't know if, did you read comics as a child so I didn't read them as like a child because um, weird fact about me is I used to read a lot a lot a lot a lot yeah and then I had to get classes and they told me something about me reading was why I had to get classes was that just like an old wives' tale, or is it? I don't know, and it might have been something that my cousin told me or something. I don't remember, but I remember going. I don't like wearing glasses. It's because I read books. So guess what? I'm not going to do anymore, ever again. So I didn't read for a yeah. long time, and then um, I think when I was like junior high or high school, I guess I got back into it. And like, like with the required reading that I already had to do, I was like, uh, let's, let's let's go back into some comic books and let's do this and let's do that. So, I read Malcolm X when like, I was in junior high. Like his comic? No, his <laughs> autobiography. I, man, I, I thought we were gonna learn something today. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the uh, was so I had a weird insular like upbringing that. So like I'm a weirdo. My siblings are all weirdos. So I had, like, comics we had weird interests in. Like, it wasn't, um, 
Like, I really liked Ultimate Spider-Man, but I read a bunch of weird indie ones. And part of that was, I don't know, so I was going to ask if this was your experience, but we were poor kids, right? Yes. So I never had, I never had a subscription. I've never had a subscription to any comic book in my life. Um, so growing up, I found a thing called Usenet. And if anyone knows, Usenet was predates the internet, like predates websites. So Usenet was how people used to communicate. It was before forms or anything else. But when I got into the internet, like it was pretty much already a dinosaur, but it was still where you could get, you could download anything and it wasn't really tracked, you didn't get busted for Usenet. Um, so there was a alt.bin.whatever comics, you could just download it and I would just download all the comics I could read and uh, I would just go through indie comics and weird crap, I'd go Hellboy dumps and all that and I would just, I would sit down and make a bunch of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and then later on Andy told me cereal and I mean it, that was a life changer for me. Yeah. But I read primarily that way until I started having my own money and then I would just buy trades out the ass and that's yeah. like Hellboy was something I read all the shorts and then I started reading the individual issues back when they were just scans like pirating them and I bought all the um, trades I could get my hand on I think. I think I um I think I used Kazaa. Yeah, so um, how many of your mom's computers did you kill? At you least one. You son. I would, the, the things I would download with Kazaa, comic books, PDFs that I could just like read on like, I guess like whatever, I don't think it was Adobe, but whatever Adobe was before yeah. that. Uh, and it might have been Adobe, I don't know. Um, so I would view somehow, uh, it, I assumed it was PDFs, but like now it's that I'm thinking about I, I bet it was CDR files. Yeah, that makes more sense. Because yeah, so. I was like, PDFs doesn't track for a time, but um, yeah, so whatever files I could get for, it was, <laughs> it was music, comics, and then um, towards the very last leg of my uh, family computer's life was uh, pornography. And, um, oh, that did it in. Yeah, that, oh, all yeah. The, the, there was so many naked, uh, so many um, just... Um, searches for like Playboy boobs. So I'm gonna sidetrack, and we're gonna talk about sidetracking. But uh, so there's. Well, I, I want to say this about sidetracking. It's a tightly ran ship, so let's uh, let's not sidetrack too much. I want to talk about sidetracking later because I, I want to pick your brain about something. But okay. so also. I would pin it. Oh, you do that too? Yeah. That's beautiful. I do. Like, I, I for. Everyone that can't see what I'm doing, I put a pin in it. Like, uh, just made the gesture because you'll remember. Like, yeah, I'll see it there. Um, but because we're feeble and old at this point, like I'll probably remember that pin and forget why I stuck it there. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Jesus Christ, I forgot what. There's. Oh my God. Oh man, we were just like. So, okay, we're talking no. side checks. Yeah, yeah, okay. So downloading, there was, so CBR files, which by the way, is, I found this out later in life. It's just a zip file. That they <laughs> it's a zip file full of JPEGs that they renamed to CBR. Uh, that's the, I just, I felt like a fool when I found that out. Anyway. Um, I, I, I was, uh, yeah, I just found that out and I, I feel. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Someone's a genius. Someone should be making money off of that, but it was all piracy, so. Um, it was a uh, so there's there was the uh, comic books, MP3s, and then uh, which God bless MP3.com too because I 
Oh, mp3.com, hell yeah. Uh, but then uh, video games, when I figured out how to play Super Nintendo games, I was just, I was so mad because we didn't have a ton of games. We did have a Super Nintendo, which was something that we didn't, like Christmas some years, we didn't have a whole lot. One year we got a Super Nintendo. I'm putting the pin in that, we're gonna go back to that. When I found out you could download them, like I just went, I went crazy. I was a madman. That was similar to someone that had a porn addiction. I probably had a ROM addiction where I'm like, I'm playing all these. Yeah, I um, I just remembered also I would uh, download um, skits from like uh, SNL or Mad TV. I don't think I ever did that. I didn't, huh? I only remember that because oh. I I remember it took seven days. Oh. We, okay, we're going to come back to the internet momentarily. Yeah. Um, and I remember watching, like, I don't know, it was like, oh, man, I feel so bad for this computer and my family as well. <laughs> There's just so much bullshit on that computer, but it was all fun. It was a, it was a, a 12, I think, tw I think I was 12, maybe. It was a 12-year-old stream, though. It was comic books and music and oh, yeah. funny things from TV. Well, that's... Which that, I don't actually know how they uploaded that. Like, I I bet you it was, was a real player. Did you have a bunch of RM files? And yeah, RM? yeah, that was uh, a lot of kids today don't know about real player, and that's a shame because I it was the worst. Um, <laughs> no, so I I do IT work now, right? And it I directly that career path directly came from Wares because downloading all those comic books and movies and video games and crap. And then when Half-Life, when I found Half-Life and found out about mods, uh, my family got pissed off because they filled the hard drive up, right? Or they thought I was filling the hard drive up with this stuff. So I couldn't afford a computer, but I was like, okay, I'm going to call around. I called Glisten Electronics. I'm like, how much would a, would a hard drive, like a big hard drive, cost? And they said, well, you know, hard drives, whatever the cost, like 100 bucks for 40 gigs, I think was what it was. Uh, something like that. Like, okay, I can roll on. I can, I can get, over the summer, I can get 100 bucks. And they're like, but it'll be about $120 an hour, like base fee to install it. It'll take about, so that was the first thing, like, I got onto Lycos or Angel Fire or something and searched, like, how to install. Fucking Angel Fire, yeah. Jesus. Uh, ask me about my GeoCities, man. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, that. I uh, so I found out how to install, like, through form posts, I found how to install one. Went and bought the hard drive and installed it myself. And the, just because I'm like, I'm not gonna pay. You're an idiot. And I got that from my mom, I think, because she like, growing up, she would just do everything herself. Like she would go to the library, find a book on it, and do it. Like install a ceiling fan. I'm not gonna pay someone for that. She'd yeah. Just go. So I was like, no. And it was. It's been like 20 years of. I'm not gonna pay someone for that for everything <laughs> related to a computer. Uh, and speaking of like Angel Fire and GeoCities, I I jokingly told you I expected you to do Sean Evans level of research before this, and on the drive over I was thinking that I don't want that at all. The <laughs> easiest way, because I'm not famous, the easiest way for you to find information, a probably look up a MySpace page that yeah. might still be out there, or God help me, see if you can find like 13 year old me's GeoCity or LiveJournal or something. Ooh. And it would have just been a list like. So Austin, we see that you went through an anime werewolf phase. Oh man! <laughs> and I, I would have, I'm I would have killed putting, myself on this uh, podcast. I, 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 
Oh man, I'm gonna do some digging tonight. No, God. And I thought of fish palsy when uh, I thought of that too. Yeah, because we talk about the way we intersected. Uh, I I tertially knew Daniel Price because of Andy, because we used to. Uh, I don't know if I want to out Andy. So, Andrew Russell and I used to read a comic called Mega Tokyo, a web comic. Don't look it up. It's just it's weeb shit. It's cringy as hell. Um, I I haven't thought of that since '07. Yeah, I've been reading Penny Arcade since 1999. Like yeah, three three days a week for however many years that is. Um, and Mega Tokyo, it's like when you got caught up on know. that. No, it's impossible to know. But when you get caught up on a like when you were a kid, like you got caught up on something. Like I need, I need another fix, man. It wasn't like comic books where you could download 40 years of crap that you would never catch up on. So then you start looking around for other, and there was Mega Tokyo and questionable content and uh, uh, Return to Cinder and all these web comics. And Mega Tokyo is one we read. It took a weird turn. There's a lot of things. I found out that the guy that wrote it, I assumed, was 20. Oh, I'm sorry, the guy that wrote it originally was about 20. The guy that drew it was in his 40s. Mm. And that just, that weirded me out so much. He drew anime girls all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but... The, are, are, okay, so I, I don't have a big frame of reference for anime, uh, uh, the way that women are portrayed in anime, but um, is what I'm thinking in my head pretty much what it is? Yeah, like young young girls. Yeah. Yeah, in cute sweaters, short skirts. Yeah. Looking... You know, yeah, hopeless or yeah, that's what he. Yeah, did. that's a. Uh, oh, yeah, no, it weirded me out because I felt like he stole something from my childhood. Um, but no, Gandhi, like, I don't know. Okay, I know that we were still looking at D and D books in GameStop. I don't know what year that was, but that's got to date it somehow. And we saw like how, how many fedoras were in that GameStop. I think this might have. Well, oh, does this predate fedora? Probably not, but uh, probably not, but <laughs> predates it in Midland, Odessa. Which okay. means that, you know, it was probably five years after Fedora's came out, um, and we just hadn't got them yet. But Andy was looking at a Mega Tokyo comic, and he was like, you know, I found out I'd go to school with a guy that reads, like, knows what Mega Tokyo is. His name's Daniel. And, like, and I instantly was like, this doesn't fucking leave. I don't like this. I don't like him. <laughs> um, which is a weird, like, disdain when you found out other people. Back in the day before it was, everyone knew what D&D was and Critical Role and all that crap made it normalized when you found out someone else else was into D&D there's I instantly had a dislike I was like because mm. it's so many other nerds were like I'm a daywalker I think I could get by normally yeah. I could talk to normal people to chats but it was it was strange I, I feel that way now you that like now? well like well not now I felt that way for a while because like when we started playing D&D okay I feel like when we were playing, when we first started playing D and D, it was still fucking nerd shit. Oh, it was still fucking like it, like you stuff you you could get beat, beat up for in high school. And now I feel like everyone loves D and D, and now weird. now it's I'm like fuck you guys. Yeah, no, that, it, but it's a, for a different reason. Yeah. Um, so that's as soon as we start talking about that, that's a quicksand trap that we're gonna like. There's a lot to unpack in that. Uh, so there was some other stuff to no I think I think I covered the please God don't like look up my MySpace but, but next person you interview look up their MySpace I might 
I, I'm definitely going to look up your GeoCity. I don't think... In your live journal? On, I know it was on Area 51. I don't think I... I think I might have had a dead journal, not a live journal, because I was edgy. Um, oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a real thing. Oh, yeah, no. It was... Ah, <laughs> um, oh, man, I hope not. What is? What do you think is the cringiest thing out there? Of me? Yeah. I'm not talking about that, man, because there's... You have... No, you okay? Um, burgeoning internet. Can I go back on a, a tan oh tangents? And we're talking about tangents before we get in that quicksand. But so it this I'm tertially uh, on topic for 2020. But so a weird thing I found out recently that I didn't know before. Um, but this relates to. Do you know what synesthesia is? I'm probably butchering the word because synesthesia is a disorder. I think I've talked to you about it before. It's if, if it's if it's if it sounds familiar, it's probably from you telling me about it. So it's something. It's one of the most depressing things in my adult life, but also uh, so synesthesia is a mental disorder, not a disorder, but it's, it's something like one in two hundred people have it. So when you're born, like all your uh, your brain's just mush, right? Mm -hmm. It's not fully formed yet, so a lot of your senses are also tied together. So baby, sees, smells, hears, it's all related. So they can, like, they might be able to taste or hear, um, they might be able to taste the sound of their mother's voice. Like, if they associate it with a flavor or something because they're, like, that's all tied together. People with synesthesia, it, it's still associated heavily much later in life. So for most of my life, like I associate a song with a color or maybe a flavor with a texture or something like that. So I like when I was younger, I could dip, like definitively tell you the color of a song or a part like a riff. Um, and my mom had the same thing. So we'd always talk about it at like the dinner table and it annoyed anyone that didn't have it. Like, oh, this really tastes like purple. So because it was, you know, but um, the, the depressing part is that for most people it does start to spread like the long like uh, the older you get the less you associate things so it's like losing a sense like you're like I'm losing my colors the older I get mm -hmm. so I don't associate like music doesn't have a color anymore or, so that's awful <laughs> but um, where that I was going with that there's a uh, I had to get onto that tangent for a specific reason. Damn. <laughs> yeah, now, well, now it's just a depressing, lingering. <laughs> now it's a depressing, uh, you can't taste sound anymore. Yeah, no, it, it had something to do with the. Uh, oh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, so I don't know why I got there, uh, but so from AIM chat rooms and from chats back in the day, you talked to all these people, and everyone had, like, you know, a cool name and. Uh, if it was taken, you'd have a number or whatever, IRC and shit, there is a whole thing. But, um, so I would associate people's personalities with the name or number that they had on their screen name, right? And for a long time, there was colors that I would associate with, oh, that's a, this color. Do you know that about your, you know, screen name? And much later in life, one I associated with, like, uh, like a vivid sunset or something, uh, I found out. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I thought, like a you know really 
vibrant like blue sunset uh, I associated with eight the number eight is kind of a regal blue it's like a deep blue like a tin was black eight was kind of uh, a regal uh, blue color so I thought I regret bringing this up. So I thought eight eight sounded like a like a purple, like a blue sunset. Oh no! Did you know what I found out within the last year? Yeah, I know exactly what eight eight is the uh, code for. You know how mad I got when I found that out because I had no idea. Thank Christ, I didn't use that anymore. I've known that for so long. I never knew that. I'm really naive. Can I didn't. Can we talk about, for those that might not know what we're talking about? To preface that, I didn't know that Chips Ahoy was a pun until I was a grown-ass man. Chips Ahoy? Chips Ahoy? Did you, did you not know that? I feel less retarded now. <laughs> no, so I, like, there's some things I take for granted. I just take them at face value or, like, I associate my own meaning to them. Like, I thought 8-8 eight, eight was a night, like, I associated with a good sunset. So it turns out it's two of the eighth letter of the alphabet, which is HH, which, you know, happy Helga or Heil Hitler. It depends on who you are, I guess. Yeah, uh, white supremacists use, uh, that is one of their main numbers, 18 and 14. Do you know about 14? No. So there is a, so I do this thing when I'm like sketched out with somebody. If I see that they have like visible tattoos or something like that, I always look at them. Because I, I look yeah. for stuff. Yeah, like, there are people watching. Movies, yeah, so. I'm just like, how? Who's this person, or what? What is this person trying to convey? If possibly they've been in prison, or possibly they've right been in other walks of life where uh, imagery is important, like that. Um, so I always look for that. But uh, so I always look for like, if it's a white dude, I'm like, I'm looking for bolts. I'm looking for eight eights. I'm looking for. Yeah, well, um, I didn't know that that was a big thing with IRC. It was like throwing yourself out there, like having a normal name, and then that 88 was just a, like it either meant you were born in 1988 or that you were trying to let everyone know about what you were into yeah. without outing yourself. Yeah. So I remember I worked at Jersey Girl, and this dude came in one time, and um, he had SS bolts tattooed on his face. And for all intents and purposes, very nice guy. And I was like, because I was working on the ovens and he was interacting with somebody and I was like, fuck that guy. And they're like, what do you mean? He's very nice. I was like, did you not see the fucking SS bolts on his fucking face? And they're like, no, I didn't see it. And I was like, I was like, they don't just give that shit out. Like, you don't just, like. You don't run into a tree and get those? Yeah, like, or like, you if you're walking around with that, you earned it. Yeah, there's a. Oh, the 14, though. Just so we yeah. can get this white supremacy knowledge out. Because uh, no, I'm sure they'd love that a brown person is talking about white supremacy. Oh, yeah. No, they really, really love that. There's a lot of people that would love that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, the 14, the, so they have like this thing, it's like the creed or whatever, which is yeah. uh, jerk off motion. Excuse me, I'm burped. Um, it's like, it's a 14 word creed, and it's like to protect the white race and our white children for a white future or some shit like that. I'll offer that you can Google that. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not going to... Yeah, if anyone wants to actually uh, take the time, that's your life probably or whatever. Probably not worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Probably, probably fucking bullshit. But, um... So, yeah. So, like, sometimes you'll see, like, Swazis and they'll have, like, a 14 and 1 and then, like, an 88. That's what the numbers are. Yeah. 
Um, today's episode, Gus talks about white supremacy. Speaking of tattoos, though. Um, fuck white supremacy, fuck Nazis. Don't actually fuck them, because you don't need them to breathe. But, yeah. Uh, Nazi punks fuck off. Yeah. Uh, so, um, as far as his tattoos go, so I don't have any tattoos, because um, I, I used to draw. I don't so much anymore, but it used to be really important to me that if I ever had a tattoo, I would have to do it, like design it myself. And the thing about it is, like, if I, you would be hard pressed to find anything that I've ever drawn, drawn like on paper or painted, person. Because if I find it like a week later, I'm like, I fucking hate this. And you burn it. Yeah. And so if I got a tattoo, I, <laughs> I would have to amputate probably. But I was thinking about it here recently because I think. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm bald within the next ten years. Like, really? I don't know. It's I have pretty. You don't. You don't like. You, you, you don't look like you're going bald. Uh, the, so I get. I have red hair, and I get it from my grandfather, my mother's dad, and he went bald as hell pretty early on, and uh, I I just assume that 2020 is going to take it out of me. And luckily, I used to have a mohawk for quite a while. I kept a mohawk, so I know that my head is pretty smooth. You could, I. You can attest to it, hopefully. The back of my head is fairly yeah, smooth. Yeah, no, it's, it's not nice, bad. It's a good-looking head as far as for shaving. I'm very fair-complected. That's going to be an issue. Yeah. But I'm also going to have to get a happy face or something tattooed on my head because I do, do not want to be, look at this skinhead. Like, I need, like, not racist, happy, like, <laughs> like I don't know. And I'm nervous because they've been taking a lot of our, you know, the uh, OK symbol is... They try to take that and Pepe or whatever, like stupid shit. Oh, the Pepe Frog. Um, the uh, Don't Tread on Me is like a theirs now or something. I don't know. But I'm afraid that at some point the happy face, like, I don't know what to put on my head. You Just, know what you should do? What? You should do, you should do a sweet dragon. Uh, my boss up until just recently uh, has a sweet dragon tattoo on his arm and he got it when he was very young and just I think he just kind of ignores that it's there but it's funny that every time he had a business meeting or anything he had a sweet dragon with an orb get a Merlin tattoo oh that's a that's, no the dungeon master from the D&D cartoon of the 80s so on that segue Cthulhu no because uh, Lovecraft so for anyone that doesn't know so Cthulhu everyone knows Cthulhu is Written by a guy in the 20s, H.P. Lovecraft. Very interesting guy. You should watch. There's a uh, short documentary on it that has Neil Gaiman and Guillermo del Toro talking about him. Uh, interesting is it, guy. Is it true that H.P. stands for Harry Potter? Uh, I think so. Okay. Uh, Howard Phillips Lovecraft <laughs> uh, was a man that his, both of his parents were committed for different reasons. His dad got uh, was a traveling salesman and got... Uh, syphilis that went to the brain. He ended up being committed, but it might have been. I don't know if it affected him mentally, but it was uh, teens or the tens, like 19 aught, whatever. And uh, there's a good chance he would have been committed for just not fitting in society, right? So I don't know what led that. So his mom was a little whacked out. She pulled him out of public school. He was raised by his mom and his domineering aunts. And uh, he was a very. So all this, like his mom ended up. Um, going a little batty and got committed to and he had a very interesting upbringing so that is to mention that so he had a strange upbringing his family told him that you know they were 
uh, they came from proud England stock and that they were better than the, the people around them because they were losing face or losing money and they were a, kind of a disgrace. He grew up with this mentality. He was a racist man. So he wrote a lot of stories that I find very interesting. I love his work. But he himself was deplorably racist and it wasn't a product of his time. It was also strange because he didn't like uh, black people. He had a cat named Inbomb Man. But, oh. Yeah. Um, but he had a lot of, so he was pin pals with Howard E. Uh, what's his name? He wrote Conan the Barbarian. Oh, Howard. Uh, uh, Howard. He was also friends with L. Ron Hubbard, wasn't he? Uh, or, were they, or were they enemies? I, I, I was listening to another podcast where they were talking about Scientology. Well, that dude that wrote Conan the Barbarian, did you know that was a... Uh, uh, what the fuck is his name? Howard E. something. I'm going to look it up. Uh, so, he, Conan the Barbarian, did you know that was uh, somewhat based on his experience growing up in a small oil field town outside of Houston? I did not. Yeah, so the uh, he identified with the Picts, who were Scottish people that defied the Romans, and he saw the similar thing with the oil field coming into a small town and being the, like the big, the Romans. It, so that's interesting. Anyway, so Lovecraft um, married a Jewish girl. Uh, so, Robert E. Howard. There you go. Um, so Lovecraft married a Jewish girl, even though he publicly said he didn't like Jews. Uh, thought that the man should be the breadwinner. He was never published. He never published a book in his lifetime. Uh, he lived on very like he would eat a can of beans a week. Like he talked about that in his pen pal. He was very very poor. His wife was a. Uh, Jewish woman that owned her own hat shop, that was a big deal. So, like, he hated that, and he kind of loathed himself. And when they were down and out during the Depression, he had family members that said, come back to uh, Rhode Island, and we'll come back to New England, we'll take you in, but you have to divorce your wife. And he divorced her. He loved her, but he, yeah. he loved her. Um, he, had a, he hated his own face, he hated himself, like, he was a Super interesting guy in that fact, but yeah, he was a horrible racist. So I love love I love Lovecraft's work. But like I have t shirts with his face and stuff on it now and now I'm like I should probably just it's like I don't I Bill Cosby had funny jokes. I wouldn't wear a shirt with them on it anymore. So Yeah, I can remember that I wouldn't have a Cthulhu tattoo anymore. I don't want someone to be like, Oh, you too, huh? Yeah, especially for what you're trying to do. You're trying to get away from the racism. Yeah. Which like thirty minutes ago whenever we off that tangent. So I'm going to mention tangents, and then if you want to get into that quicksand. Yes, let's get into the quicksand. So tangents, I don't know, if, does your brain work this way, or if I, am I just that ADD that, like, I think of something, and then that jumps me off to six other points, and then, like, you'll be talking about how you had toast for breakfast, and then I'll be like, man, that Armenian genocide was something, right? Because... <laughs> Because then I'm like, oh yeah, toast, oh French toast, oh the French were involved in, and then like it sounds like you're just fucking railroading a conversation, but like in my head I'm like, oh yeah, I jumped like six tracks, but but yeah, it all tracks. It's it's the worst because I do that constantly, and then sometimes I'll be like, oh I want to tell you about this, but we're gonna get back to that, and I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, constantly. I there's got to be drugs for it, I assume. Have you ever tried marijuana? Oh, no, I'm boring as hell. Um, did you know that, did you probably, I don't know if you knew this, but I wasn't, 
don't know if I was straight edge, but I didn't. I did not care for alcohol until I think it was twenty four. Well, oh, I didn't know that. No, I didn't. Well, so when I was like twelve, when we lived in Abilene, my older brother. That's okay. This is another thing I don't know that kids today would be aware of, and I don't know if Odessa had it, but I know Abilene had it. Did you ever find woods porn, where you'd be fucking around in some trees and find some playboys? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? I don't think that happens anymore. You would just be screwing around in the woods as a kid. And there's some. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that. Well, no, I, I, I doubt that that happens anymore because there's, there's phones. Yeah. So I mean, it who, was some. That's how, that's how we got porn. Was you, you would, like you would just come across it. And sometimes it would be a lot. It would be like someone's wife found out or something, and there would be a lot of it. Or maybe some other kids. That's where they were hiding it. And now it's yours. But my older brother that told our mom that he wanted to get into woodworking too because she built grandfather clocks and she did a she built a lot of our furniture um so he said i'm gonna get into woodworking i'm gonna build a lock box so that's where he kept his playboys like the neighborhood kids kept their playboys beer cigarettes whatever illicit goods they had and it had a padlock and it was weatherproof and they just keep it wherever and so there was a a block box and some woods by our house that had playboys Fucking party. I hope my mom doesn't listen to this. Uh, I, I almost doubt that she no. will. So there's a... She might. She's pretty cool. Yeah, um, no, she does. She should, she should definitely come on the show. That'd be great. That would be the best. Yeah. Um, if you could get her to play Cards Against Humanity with you. She won't play with us, but I know she's won at least a couple of games. So, <laughs> but there is this box. So I, like, when I was way too young, I would smoke and I would have, like, hot beer. Um... And it was just because the other kids were doing it, like my older brother was, and I was probably 10. So I'd smoke and have a hot beer. Um, I tried chewing tobacco around the same time, swallowed it. Um, Did you throw up? No, I wanted to so bad, but I just, I was sick for like two days. I just couldn't throw it up. It was awful. But, so, and then I didn't drink uh, until I was like 24. I didn't even like beer then. Uh, I found out I like whiskey. I don't like whiskey as much now because me and Jameson had a fight. Um, uh, I had a work thing where someone was buying drinks and I was in Long Beach and uh, someone kept buying. I was like, yeah, I'll have another Jameson because you've seen me do it. I've done it with you. If we're at a bar and you get a, another round and I'm done, I will still say, yeah, I'll, I'll take one. If you get one, I'll take one. Yeah. I'll do that all night long. I thought about that yesterday or the day before when uh, you, you and me were at 10. Yeah. And you lived at those apartments behind H-E-B. Right, on Pembroke. Yeah, and you walked yeah i just i'm like it's right there i'll walk and yeah. um walk past those hut apartments and then on the way back i was fucking trashed because and i was drinking guinness you were drinking bud light and you at the time i don't know about now but you you probably drink me under the table without trying like just like you casually would like i don't drink a lot yeah uh and i, I was drinking guinness and it was it's not like it has a higher abv but it sits so heavy so my i was just fucking miserable so i was drunk and miserable and it was still hot out and I remember walking. It, it might have been around this time. Yeah, and it was I, definitely around the summertime. I remember that walk was miserable, and there were the guys hanging out like out there. I remember asking you if you wanted to ride. I was like, no, it's right there. And then about the time I got to the light outside, uh, like on uh, Tanglewood, I was like, "Fuck, I'm drunk." Yeah, so I was doing that with whiskey uh, on this work trip, and I knew we had a meeting at seven. I'm like, "It's fine. It's, it's three. We're good." Or whatever it was when they were. Get this out, and uh, 
I got back to my hotel room. I passed out. I woke up the next day like, fuck, getting ready to go to this work meeting like in five minutes. So I just took a whore bath and I go to the bathroom like, someone threw up in my toilet and I was <laughs> mad. No one else came up with me. Who would, who would come in my room? So that was the last time I hung out with Jamie like on a it's regular just basis. Never gonna... It's hard. And I also had an incident we can talk about at some point involving vomit, a Roomba, and a server. Um, but... Yeah, so anyway. What? It was a... Wait, like a, a, a person server or like a computer server? A, a computer server. Okay. A person's home computer server. We can talk about that. It was a fucking awful night. Isaac Gutierrez was there. Uh, Scraggles was there. Let's uh, get into that. You want to get into that right now? <laughs> well, if you, if, you, if, you, if you feel obliged. I, uh, I do feel obliged. I don't know if he wants me to say his name, but maybe I'll check with him and you can bleep it out later. But okay, so there's a couple of us. I already told you I don't edit. Okay, so we're, maybe you could you could use a, 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 a pseudonym. Yeah, Donald Duck. No, I'm I'm gonna say his name. Uh, <laughs> so um, okay, so, sorry to whoever this is that I I, I mean I could edit it out. We'll but, find out. Well, probably not. But we'll find out. Okay. Okay. So this was um. So I was dating, or I was engaged to a girl for a while, and so she she ended up cheating on me, right? And so we went to an airsoft game, and I hate you for this, you and Andy both. Me? <laughs> that game was awful. We went to a game, it was December, so it was on a military base. We are on Fort Hood. Um, there was a lot of cool things that happened that day, but I was going through a breakup, uh, pretty rough, like it was shitty. So I had a bottle of Jameson with me with the intention of drinking with you idiots because you idiots drank far more than me. I'm like, they'll, they'll back me up if I want to get shit housed. So we get onto, this, onto the field and normally you just park and the game's right there. But this is a military base. We got rides, everyone but Pat got to ride on a decent <laughs> half truck. We had to put Kevlar on. We went through, um, like on a highway that was through a field that they did uh, artillery training on. So they told us we had to wear Kevlar because it is a live artillery field. Everyone put on real helmets, real Kevlar, except for Pat. He rode it on the F-150. Yeah. <laughs> and he's mad about that to this day. So we get on this field and they tell us, we'll pick you back up at five. No one can walk back until then. And I left my extra water. I left, like I normally take Advil and shit with me. We were up really, I don't know what the deal was, but I ended up getting a fever halfway through that day. The running nose. I got really bad. I ended up having to go get a steroid shot. I got fluid in my lungs. Like it was, it was bad. But I had a mask on and I was just letting my nose run. I got tired of it halfway through and realized it was a mesh mask. It was covered in snot and people were looking at me weird. I forgot about it. But at the end of the day, that day I was, um, I was like, I'm gonna call up Andy. Gus, we're gonna get drunk in the hotel. And I called you guys and like you always did. You got dehydrated. And you fucking died in the like. Andy answered the phone. I was like, yeah, man, we're going to be right over. And then, uh, like my Andy Russell impersonation. Um, that wasn't bad. Like, I, feel, I feel like if anyone has a good Andy, it would be you or me. I have, I have a couple of good impersonations. But um, I think you guys passed the fuck out. Like, Andy answered the phone and apparently... Okay, came. but let's, let's also talk about how strenuous these things were. I'm always fine after them, and you guys have died so many times. Because it's but like... way back from Houston, you guys were dead for 16 hours. We could not wake you up. So, you couldn't pee? Like, you got so dehydrated, you couldn't pee, right? Yeah. 
And we're just like, he's fine. We shouldn't get medical attention. Just yeah. let him sleep it off. Yeah. We could not get you awake for like 16 hours. Also, like, this is like prime. Um, me and Andy were like smoking and drinking and ev- yeah. all, every night, not really working out. Not really, like, uh, I think we had, like, f- menial, I don't know, remember if they were, like, physical labor jobs or whatever. We were in decent shape because of, like, our age, but that carried a lot of it. And then we would go out and... Play work. these airsoft games, so you'd run with a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, like 20 pounds. That first game, the one where you died so much, there was, we were like, okay, it's, remember we trained in San Jacinto Park? Yeah. We put on fatigues and rolled around the grass. I don't know what that was supposed to do. We had a montage scene, but we didn't learn anything. Oh, no. Um, but we went, so this game was outside of Houston. It was in Harwood, Texas. It was an overnight game, so we were up all day driving and then up all night to play. It was 100 degrees at night, and it was still 80% humidity. And we were like, we got to carry all the gear, everything we need in this field, 120 acres, we need all of it. So we overpacked like a motherfucker, and our hydro packs, you and Andy's hydro packs broke, right? Yep. So you had no water except for the extras I carried. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all how, wearing. How much weight do you think each of us had? Stupid. It was too much. And you guys bought Twill, the cheapest camo you could get, because you were trying to save a buck. Yeah. So you bought winter weight BDUs. So you had winter weight clothes on. Yeah. During this. And uh, yeah, we, oh yeah. Okay. Just do we want to nothing, talk? About, nothing but sweat. Do we want to talk about how we lost Pat? Yes, because I forgot how we. Okay. Did. Okay. Well, Remember New Year's, and then we're going to get into the our quicksand. So, you know, we did that game. So we drove out. Um, it's supposed to be an eight-hour game. There was like eighty versus eighty or something. There was like two hundred people there playing. Um, There's a lot of really cool shit that happened. Uh, it was in the middle of the night. No one could really tell whose team was whose. Andy and Gus got severely dehydrated. Oh, okay. I love this story. Oh. Man, there's okay. We got a lot. Cricket. To, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, we got a lot to unpack. So I don't know how much you want to go. I don't know how much people actually care to hear this, and how much, like, because it was just stupid. How much fun it is to talk about. So there's okay. A couple of things. You and me. Do you remember the hardest men we've ever seen? we at that game. Remember there was tan team and green team. We were yeah. tan team. There was tan team parking and green team parking. Are you talking about tears? Oh, oh! I forgot about Tears. Oh my God! These guys were Tears though. Tears, Texas Elite Airsoft Rangers Squad. Squad. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Tears. That's what it was. They were the hardest men ever. Ugh. They trained. They had a handbook, and you better believe it. Yeah. So these guys were pretentious douchebags. The entire team was pretty much the opposite team is Tears, but two of these like, guys. I guess, like for for reference, like if, like, if this was an '80s movie, uh, our team was like the ragtag. Yeah, and they were um, Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that makes... We were Goonies, they were Cobra Kai. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it was our time down here. <laughs> yeah. So, two of the guys from Green Team parked on the tan parking lot. I think they were just being antagonistic. They got out of their trucks, turned their stereo all the way up on Cowboys from Hell on repeat. And that's why they were the hardest men ever. Oh, yeah. They had a mirror they were putting their face paint on, which we did face paint, too. Let's not try to, you know... Shame them for that. Yeah. But then they had the yappiest, dumbest little fucking dog that they chained up on that. Like, they brought their, their dog out with them. 
and it was like a, it wasn't even a chihuahua. It was like a Pekingese or something. It was just, yeah, it was, and it was very odd choice you, for them. I remember you were just mad because it was barking at you forever, and you're like, I'm gonna fucking kick that dog. You wouldn't have kicked the dog. But no. I remember you just like. I was like, that dog's racist. Oh yeah, no, it, it was. There was. We experienced a lot of racism playing here. So yeah, mostly in the trips. Oh, yeah, Eastland was my favorite. But Eastland's um, never been my favorite anything. Um, when this was years later, we went to Eastland. Uh, I think I got everyone in that group to do a mohawk, and Gus with a mohawk was the coolest thing I've ever seen. My but, dad. That's my favorite haircut. That my, my That's the the out of all the haircuts I've ever had. That's the one that my dad liked the most. You looked amazing in it, but... I'm thinking about bringing it back. I don't know that I can at this point. But, like, yeah. I'm also, like, I'm fucking 31. I don't know that I can even grow my hair out that long oh, anymore. Yeah. Um, but and, we were in the East from Walmart because the Gus bus got a flat tire. And um, someone had told us Eastland was racist. And the experience with that was, like, we started looking around. Like, there's not a lot of brown people here. That could, that could be real. And then you and me were walking... And we turned a corner, and this lady grabbed her baby out of the basket of her cart. Like, when she saw Gus, she grabbed the baby out of the cart and just let the cart roll and walked off. Yeah. And that She was, abandoned all of her things. Yeah. I'm sure she had ice cream in there. You saw oh. her. So, anyway. That so was, many treasured white household items were in there, I'm sure. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, the, uh, now the first game we went to, we went, so there's dog, yappy dog. There was a, uh, I want a raffle. Um, I didn't want to be tears when we started playing this, so I bought a gun that looked like it was from an anime to kind of like control. But then I found out the, op so there's the, there's a super red state demographic in Airsoft. Like oh, yeah. Of, yeah, I found that out later. There's a lot of like, they really want a race war, and this is the closest they're going to get. Um, like the FEMA death camp guys, those guys play a lot of Oh, them. yeah. Like, Oh man, I uh -oh. I don't want to play right now, but I would, I almost want to know like I can give you I can fill you. Oh no, I don't I, I don't care that much. Uh, yeah. To, but like I'm almost positive all these dudes that we played airsoft with are Trump supporters. A lot of them, yeah. Uh, Anti-vax or no, I don't know about anti-vax. I'll say that they are definitely against wearing masks. Yeah, no, uh, there's definitely think that. Uh, the COVID testing is just a way to put microchips in your brain. Uh, yeah, a lot of them. I have some. I haven't been on Facebook in a long time. I didn't really use it. And recently I've gotten in there just to kind of see how crazy people are. And yes. But the other big demographic I found out when we went to this game in Houston, because like, there wasn't a lot of people that played in the Odessa. That's kind of how I met Scraggs. Because yeah. I didn't really know Scraggs until then. <laughs> he had some Bobcat. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, shout out to Scraggs. I don't. There's no way in hell that Scraggs ever listen to this. But shout out. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. He's a. I don't know. Scraggs is. He's one of my favorite, like, interesting people. No, oh, no, yeah, he absolutely is. I see. I see him sometimes. Um, I don't. I never do because I'm in Midland now. But sell out. I know. Um, but it's so much better. It Dude, really is. I, I just. I, I don't, don't believe I, that. I just love saying. I. It. I hate. I hate the. I hate to even put this out there. There is an apartment. In Midland, that in Midland? is fucking reasonably priced and fucking beautiful. Don't say that out loud. I you know. Can't. So, okay, but the other big demographic of airsoft that I found in Houston when we got outside of our little echo chamber here was Filipinos, Asian dudes in general, but there were a lot of Filipinos back there. Yeah. So it was. Shout out to all the Pinoys. I guess. And there was a. Um, oh, I, I'm, I'm big in the Filipinos. Uh, 
That used to be very big in the Filipino community here. So there was also, I, I think, you might have been Filipino, I don't know. I know that there are a lot of Filipino guys, Vietnamese too. You play? Are you, wait, are you talking about the guy that was looking for um, yeah. Castro? Well, yeah. So he, like, we're in line to get our guns checked and make sure that we're not going to put an eye out, right? We didn't put a... Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot that we had to... Yeah. I forgot that they make yeah. you... Yeah, yeah, so for anyone that... There's only, like, two people. If anyone's still listening, and they're listening to us talk about Airsoft for 20 minutes, um, it's... Um, so you chrono. It's basically, yeah, you chrono. So, it's like when you played Nerf when you were a kid... And then you wanted to make sure that he didn't have a screwdriver in the gun, yeah. Or that um, he put a thumbtack on his. It's the same thing. Yeah. And so what you do is you chrono, and if you're going a little hot, they like make you turn it back. And then I think they put something on there so yeah. you can't turn it, it up. It's but... all imaginary. It's yeah. It, yeah. It's just. I it's think... an, the whole thing is based on an honor system, by the yeah. way, guys. If you, if I, I, I really feel bad for anyone that's listening. That's like, what the fuck are they talking about? This is um, airsoft. Uh, it's what, what do they call it like now? It's like military simulation yeah, or something. So like that. We'll, yeah, milsim games. So yeah, it's a bunch of dudes. Just imagine paintball, but you take yourself too seriously. Yeah. So there's no paint, and then the, these BBs, and then basically the whole game is you going. I know I'm fucking hitting them. These oh yeah. Fucking I mean, assholes aren't calling their goddamn hits, and you're just and then, getting mad at people. Yeah, but it, there'd be objectives that no one actually paid attention to. Yeah. Oh man. We always got fucked with the fucking so in 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 these on uh, these ops that we would go to and and also pay money for. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. would drop a lot of money to do this. It just got more and more expensive. Yeah, it's and then um so because our squad was just enough people to be our own like platoon or whatever, <laughs> they'd be like, all right, guys. Um, DSP was our our, our team name. And they're like DSP. We need you to go go down uh, about. I don't know, like what, 25 miles uphill, 20 downhill. There's going to be a, a small city at the bottom of that hill. That's where all of them are going to be. That we we estimate the entire team's going to be over that. So you guys look like smokers. Can you go up that hill? And yeah. So that was basically what would happen. So and then everybody else got to like fly a fucking helicopter or fucking yeah. ride a dinosaur. They would always give everybody the coolest things in the world to do, and then they would be like, hey, DSP, y'all, y'all want to go fucking die? And, and I think a lot of it was because we were that out-of-towners, so no yeah. one ever knew us. Like, some people did. You remember Rocket Hound? He's a fucking beast news. So he was... But he was no Orion. Oh, I forgot about Orion. You, how fucking dare you? So anyway, they, since we were new, they assigned this guy Orion, Orion to follow our... our lead our team and he was it cool like we got lost and we didn't get any kills and all this and he's like no no it's all right guys we didn't we didn't lose anyone and that's a win like he was the fucking cool sub teacher that led our squad on that game but filipino guy in line while we were getting chronoed i had this stupid anime gun because i didn't want to be this douchebag later on i became that douchebag but i didn't want to be the guy with the like it has to be a real military gun i so i had a stupid fucking anime gun and i'm like yeah this will show him and then this, he was Vietnamese or Filipino, probably Vietnamese based on his accent, right? Um, but like, he looks at me in line, and I'm starting to feel a little embarrassed about it. And he's like, whoa, you like anime? And I was like, oh, fuck, no, shut up, shut up. <laughs> um, but like, we go, we go, it's a 120 acre field. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, that's another thing about these games. 
just all the land in the world, and then you just it's Texas. It's hot. There's you twist your ankle like it's. Oh yeah, where do you remember uh, where they flashbanged us? <laughs> yeah. There was also the time that uh, it was like I remember for whatever reason where we were running the woods, and then they're like, take cover. So we all like fall back on our backs. We have guns on our chests. We're just kind of waiting, and then um, Andy's to my right about. About five clicks. <laughs> yeah, he's about five clicks uh, southwest to me, and I look to my left, and uh, uh, Otto's uh, two two and a half clicks uh, up up my northwest, and um, all of a sudden this fucking thing comes into my like our like it just bounces in. And it's a fucking um, it, that wasn't the flashbang. That was something else. Smoke grenade or something. Is it yeah, it was a smoke grenade, and it sets the whole fucking field on fire. And um, we're just kind of laying there, like, oh fuck, that's a real ass fire. Do and we? What do, do we stay? We stay and then in cover. We're like cease fire. Yeah, and the other team started moving up on us, which yeah. is the biggest dog shit. Well, so we we're playing this game, and they had a. This was our first experience with the. Uh, like we had to sign waivers to because it's a field. We were playing at night. It had ravines. It had cactus. It had rebar in the field. And so the guy that was giving the uh, waivers talk, he was like, okay, there's rebar, there's cactus, there's broken bottles, we know of at least one mountain lion on the field. Okay, someone is going to get seriously injured today, so you need to understand that, be careful and understand that's why you're signing a waiver. Someone could go to the hospital today. And we're all looking at Pat, because my little brother Patrick, anytime something bad happened, it happened to him. So we all look at him and just like, sorry, Pat. And he's even going like, yeah, well, yeah. Pat no, had already made, he he had made peace with his god and um, was ready to die. So we end up going to this field. It's pitch black, and at one point, um, this dude that the anime dude comes over the mic, and we all have radios because of course we do. We're a bunch of fucking dweebs. Yeah, they're un, and they're not radio. Like I think y'all all had earpieces. Oh yeah. I didn't have earpieces. No, I did have an earpiece for that one. So we all have like the, uh, the CIA, CIA earpiece in, and um, I remember I would turn mine off after a certain point. Oh yeah, point. I know, because it was just stupid shit a lot. Um, but this guy comes over the radio, because we know, okay, that's the enemy force, and we're all getting, like we're starting to get amped up, and this guy goes, shh, no one fire. We're like, okay, what are we doing? And um, he comes over the radio, and like someone, no, someone walks back and he's like, okay, they're using and we'd all just watched Band of Brothers that had come out recently, so they're like, okay, they're doing a uh, uh, sound and retort or whatever, like where they would say flash, or what was it, flash cricket or something like that. It's cricket and thunder. Yeah, because so they'd be like cricket, cricket, and then if for them to know that they that they were on the same team, they would reply thunder. Which had just been on fucking Band of Brothers. It just came out, so everyone knew it. So they came on, they're like. Okay, if they say it, just keep saying thunder, and then no one shoot. And we're like, oh fuck yeah! So we're like waiting through, and like we are interspersed. Like the enemy team is going the other direction, and we're right there with them. It's too dark to see camo, so they don't know until we're on top of each other. And then um, someone comes on the radio and says, "Fuck it, fuck it, they're all tango." And it was the giddiest I've like I've been as an adult in my life. We were, so we were just like, Whoa! like just shooting everything, and um, we all died. Like it was. It yeah. Was oh yeah. Great. It was a massacre. It was like everyone. 
Everyone went down. And the, so if you went down, you would call medic. And if someone came and medic to you, like they put a bandage on your arm, you could respawn once, or then you'd have to walk back to the cars and right. So the, one of the coolest things that's ever happened was that we were calling it medic, and both teams were calling medic, so the medics were getting confused on who they should heal. So it got to where they were saying, green medic, and then tan medic. And then Andy got into a yelling match with this green guy next to him. Like, they were yelling at each other's faces, green medic, and Andy was just, tan medic. And they were yelling at each other, and the green guy goes, green team gets more kills. And then uh, someone said that down the line. I wasn't even near him, and then off in the wilderness, I just hear Andy go, tan team gets more pussy. And that was like the coolest thing that happened that entire game. Um, and then we all died. Yeah. But we get to the back to the cars, and we lost Pat. And we were next to a ravine. There was cactus. There was loose rock. And all of us collected, like, Pat's dead. And we're going to have to go. Like, in the morning when there's light, we got to find his body. we got to yeah. tell mom. Like, we're not making a phone call now. No. I literally sweat my cell phone, one of my first cell phones, to death that game because it was so human. Oh, yeah. No. And uh, whatever, like, clothes I was wearing for any yeah. of those things which just like the sweat stains on were, were they were you you would never get them out so um yeah it was a so we lost pat and then it was like an hour or two later we went back out and we uh, we died again we get back to the parking lot and there's pat and pat's wearing a headband he wasn't wearing before he ditched his shirt he's just wearing his vest and we're like what the hell happened to you and he's like where'd you guys go i was out there getting kills which is not Pat's demeanor at all. No. And what the hell happened to Pat? So what Pat's tactic was, was just to run forward yelling thunder. And he didn't get shot at all. And then he integrated into their society. Like he just pretended to be on their team and they couldn't tell what camo he's wearing. So he just said, hey man, where's the bathroom? And followed a bunch of guys back to base and just committed a war crime. Like he just committed an atrocity, just shot up their base, got a bunch of kills was actually tapping people to knife kill him. It yeah. was awful. He's a monster and um, he got more kills than anyone. Do you remember the time that it was just you and me left in the night game? And, and we got all the kills? We got every kill in that game. Yeah. There was a, we were just surrounded. Look, that game, Andy and Gus ended up dying. Got dehydrated. <laughs> passed out in the car, literally for 16 hours. Like, half of the game and then the entire drive back from Houston, you guys were out. We couldn't wake you up when we stopped for food. And no one decided, like, no one took responsibility. He's like, they need to get an IV, which was probably what should have happened. But uh, the uh, most of our team left to go home. And so it ended up being 80 guys versus, like, the eight of us left from Midland Odessa and yeah. other dudes. And uh, we played. So it was, like, 80 versus four. It was awful. But it was pretty cool. Yeah. And there was a, there was a moment where... Um, so I think the, the final objective in that game was for our team was to get to this base. Yeah. And so the eight of us <laughs> yeah. had the objective to get to this thing. Just get to those 80 guys. Yeah. Well, the other 80 guys are trying to get to the base too. But we were so small, I guess that I, I think they didn't know that there was eight of us. I or think, we were super intimidated. Yeah, w one of the two. We made it there before them. And I remember um, we all made it there, and then you and me made it to the base. 
And then you and me were waiting in the base, and we were like, I guess we're fighting 80 guys, and that's <laughs> what the fuck we did. Yeah, they would just keep, and we got a lot of them because they would come in like groups, and we would just, like we were in a tower or something where we could just stick our barrel out. And we, like, yeah, it was, we had the high ground, as, yeah. like Anakin. So, Obi-Wan. There was another instance where we, that time we played in Fort Hood, like the actual military base and played, like, um, where we left Isaac Gutierrez in a basement with no light for upwards of two hours. You remember that? We told him, there's tunnels. No one would use the tunnels because they were scary. They were spooky tunnels because they went from one building to the other, hundreds of feet underground with no light, and there was standing water in it, and it would get smaller. So at some point, you were crawling through this water. No one wanted to use it, but everyone agreed that's a, our weakest point defending this. So we, someone needs to watch it. And Isaac was so amped up. He's like, I'll do it. We're like, okay, you stay in the dark by yourself and watch that hole. And we forgot about it for two hours. And we came back to that building. We heard movement. And we're like, we got to clear this building. And we went in there, and Isaac looked like a fucking mole man because he's just like, <laughs> hey, guys, there's no one down here. And we're like, oh, no. I forgot oh. he was even at that game. Yeah, we're just like, oh, good, good. You, you guarded it. Good job, Isaac. You want to come out of there? And we'd all forgot. And we got overran on that game, too. We were outnumbered, and the admins felt bad. Do you remember our helicopter mission? No. So we were so outnumbered, they decided to give us a, a helo drop on a building. So they're like, okay, you 12 guys, come on, come with us. And Isaac was there with us, and he's like, okay, pretend you're in a helicopter. We're going to drop you off in this building. Just pretend Oh, the helicopter in. was on like a, a flatbed, right? No, this was, we were just walking on this one. Oh, there was one where we had an actual helicopter, like an old helicopter that was drugged. Yeah. No, this one we were just walking. And he's like, pretend you're in a helicopter. We're going to drop you in this, like it was a helicopter drop, okay? And we're all just walking along, and then Isaac's like, he's always amped up during these. So he starts making helicopter noises. So we're trying to be like badasses walking over this, and Isaac's over there going, making helicopters for the whole gang. Yeah, that's nice. So that was, I don't know that's that's a bunch of stupid nerd stuff that's a whole different. <laughs> so okay, do you want to get into the sandboxes? It's probably I don't know, did anyone did everyone die trying to listen to that? <laughs> this is uh, maybe. So there, you can edit all of that out. Th this is going to be a very uh, niche episode. I'll say that. Okay, so there's two things. There's um, Dungeons and Dragons, which yeah. could be a separate episode if you want it. Yeah, I'm down to do that as a separate episode. We should do that as a live episode and just do it as a game. Yeah, or um, sit, well, a behind the scenes too. Because there's a... We, we, we can talk about that afterwards. Yeah, so there's a... Um, okay, so the Roomba thing? Yes, let's talk about that and then we'll, 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 we'll get to James's final thought and then we'll get out of here. Least, okay, can I give you three stories to choose from? Okay, yeah. Okay, so if you had a, so there's one where a Roomba cleaned up vomit. Okay. Um, off of a server computer. Um, there was a hot yellow justice. And a small, or a combination of either foaming at both ends and the grossest thing I've ever had in my mouth, courtesy of Andy Russell, or uh, seeing a butthole at 7 in the morning. So I think there's enough room for butthole at 7 in the morning or grossest thing in my mouth and one of the others. 
soup, gross thing in your mouth, courtesy of Andy Russell, because that goes back into that. And then um, we'll do the Roomba. Okay, so which which one do you want? First, do you want to end with? Um, hi, Mia. He's waving. I didn't movie magic. No, you're fine. I, I appreciate that you're being quiet and I blew it. Uh, well, so the grossest thing I ever had in my mouth was this. Um, did you ever know that, uh, again, I'm outing some, I probably shouldn't, but uh, Andy Russell has a strange any outing belly button that he had a hard time cleaning as a child? Yes. So um, one time we were doing a land party, it was like four in the morning, and like we're all out of it, but he was saying something like he was just you know how sometimes he brings shit up out of nowhere yeah and he said that um he was talking about how like he can milk it like it's it's so gross i'm like shut up would you shut the fuck up play the game and uh, like as i'm talking back to him i see him out of my peripheral and like just shut up sally because we used to call him sally like that was his call sign and he's saying i'll milk it and i didn't know what that meant or what that entailed so i went to like yell at him and i turn around and his belly button's probably about four feet away from me and he's squeezing it. And what I didn't know is that he, I, I guess it was a yeast infection that he developed. And he squeezed his belly button and was able to shoot a, the face was amazing. a liquid about four feet into my mouth from his belly button. And, <laughs> um, Sorry. It was uh, definitively probably the worst thing I've ever had in my mouth. Um, and, oh man! And it was a weird thing because it wasn't just a smell and it wasn't just a taste; it was a texture. Because um, it wasn't as just one if, uniform. If, if you had to put it close to anything, what would you say it was close to? Um, I don't know. Like if, uh, okay, like if you were making horchata and like you didn't strain it correctly and you had like so some runny material, like runny kind of syrupy like the sugar, and then chunks of like lice in it, like little bits of something, right? Yeah. So it's like kind of viscous, but then there's something that has a, it's too fun to it. So, and how I'd mentioned earlier that I think I have a, a career or something, like I, I'm desensitized yeah. as far as that. I think that plays into, I could probably do crime scene cleanup based on that day. You think there's nothing you've seen? I don't know that there. I would be able to smell or taste. I don't know about seeing, but like out of those senses, anything that would ever top Andy Russell shooting his belly button goo into my mouth. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. Andy Russell's belly button goo? Yeah. Or shooting... We'll yeah. figure it out. Okay. So the other thing, this the Roomba thing was... Um, so we... That uh, I went through that rough breakup, and after that game that I had, that I couldn't like, oh, Andy and Gus failed me by, you know, getting dehydrated and dying. So that New Year's directly after that, we played on like. Oh my God! I just remembered that we ate all of the fucking uh, food. I know you you ate all of it. I didn't. We had MREs in our lonely hotel. Yeah, no, we we fucking me and Andy splurged and we ordered Chinese takeout and two pizzas. Yeah, and, and we it, devoured them. It was like December eighteenth or something, and it got up to like. 100 degrees and they served hot coffee and it was awful like everyone it was bad news but that new year's directly after that let's take two i'm like okay i'm gonna get i'm 
my same bottle of Jameson that I brought on that trip, I still have. I'm like, I'm drinking this. We're going to Aaron's house. It's just going to be the boys. And uh, we all brought some uh, whiskey. And we were going to watch some TV and just have some cigars and whiskey. So Isaac was in charge of cigars. He brought uh, wine-flavored cigarillos, <laughs> which is not the cigar you want to have with whiskey. Uh, I like I like a good, nice uh, uh, wood tip. No, these these weren't wood tip wines. Little black it was, mouth. It was bad news. Um, but so is uh, me, Scraggles, Aaron Masters. I'm gonna put his name out there, and then Luke. Uh, our friend Luke was coming by, and. Uh, Luke also enjoys the Jameson, so we were watching Sons of Guns or something, like it was some discovery show on making guns, and we were trying to determine if the daughter on that show had an axe. So we were doing a lot of research, going back through archival footage, trying to, you know, deducing the angles, trying to figure it out uh, scholarly, and we decided to adjourn to the, the deck and have a bit of cigar and uh, whiskey. And um, so Luke actually had a real cigar. Had a, I did not realize that we were all sipping whiskey beforehand. He had taken a couple of hard swigs at some point, and then while we were outside, he drank a quarter to a half a bottle of Jameson just in a one gulp. And we're like, we're all just kind of, huh? Like just had the, well, okay. So we continue sipping. I start to light a cigar he gave me. And that's about the time it hit his stomach or whatever it did. So I get the cigar lit. He snatches it out of my hand and bit the tip off of it and swallowed it. So it swallowed the Oh, lip. no. Yeah, so we're all like, oh, no. It's going to be a bad night because we're all still sober. Yeah. So we're like, all right. So let's go inside and someone get that bottle. And we couldn't get it. Like, he started we're, He started to get not, like, he wasn't fighting us, but we weren't getting that bottle away. Yeah. And you know Isaac, so Isaac starts to like get ready like in case something happens. So we go back in Aaron's living room that has a server as a coffee table. It's like a physical server, which is a, I don't know, four inch by like 20 by a couple of foot. Like, so it's the size of two pizza boxes in there, right? So it's a server he has running some stuff, I think, maybe for work, kind of sitting on his coffee table in the living room. We're talking, everything's fine. And then the whiskey really hits Luke, and he starts getting progressively more uh, street in his speech. And he's telling me something, and he's uh, like, so Aaron carries, and he had a, a firearm in his living room that he unloaded, like he realized someone's drunk. He unloaded it, took it to his safe, put it away. But Luke saw the gun and said, I don't care, homie. Put six rounds on my chest. Put me six foot underground. Paint wings on my chest. I don't care. Fucking do it. And we're like, huh. So, you know, that's, okay, that's where we are. Um, so then uh, Isaac kind of takes me aside. He's like, just let me fucking punch him. Let me put him out. I'm like, no, because you're both big guys, and it's going to look like Godzilla going through Aaron's drywall. <laughs> so, um, so he's just sitting there mad next to Luke, just wanting to punch him. Just, like, put him out so we can enjoy our night. And uh, me and Scraggs are across the room on another couch. Uh, Aaron is still like putting, making sure he doesn't have anything else, like just putting everything away. He's out of the room for five minutes. Um, what happened in that five minutes that he was out of the room was uh, Luke starts to convulse and he yeah. goes, like that. And we all start to like sit up, like, uh oh. And he just sprays vomit all over Isaac. 
And Isaac starts, oh, no, and starts to, oh, like that. And Isaac's trying to get out of the house, slipping in this vomit that's on the tile floor. And Luke giggles, like he, <laughs> like that, and looks over at me and scrags and goes, bah, like that, and oh, starts to make himself gag and stands up and vomits in a zigzag. And so now there's vomit across the couch, and he makes a Z shape of vomit across the living room, across the server, onto the other couch to try and get me and Scraggs. We both jumped. We did. No vomit on us, thank you. Um, and I, like, I, I'll get a mop, and I leave, and I walk back in. There's more vomit everywhere. And um, Isaac's outside vomiting, uh, trying to spray himself off. Luke has vomit in his beard, all over his face, just laughing. And um, Scraggs is, like, assessing the situation. He's gone into response mode. And, um, like, I walk back in, and I'm like, what the fuck? And Scraggs is like, did he get his keys? I'm like, all right. Like, he outweighs both of us. He's larger. Aaron walks back in, and he's like, just looking at the vomit all over his server, all over his couches and the floor. So we also think, okay, he's really drunk. He's going to pass out soon. I'm going to fast forward his five hours of dealing with this. And man, he was talkative. Um, we're like, we, it took us a while to get the keys away. Isaac like held him. Scraggs was talking him down. He eventually got the keys and hit him. And uh, he was, he wanted to talk real with me. So he wanted to tell me he'd never beguile me. He kept telling me he'd never beguile me. And he got about six inches away from my face at one point, like holding the back of my head. I'm like, dear God, if he kisses me right now, because he just had vomit all over oh, yeah. his And he just wanted to tell me how much he would not beguile me. And I don't know what was going on, but uh, at some point the Roomba turned on and started to clean the living room. <laughs> so the Roomba just got fucking ruined, like just, just dragging vomit all over. And like... Aaron wasn't there to defend the poor Ruma. Like, like he was trying to get Luke's clothes washed and like Isaac's. Isaac is much larger than uh, than Aaron, but Aaron is like gave him some coveralls to wear. So it looks like Isaac is wearing a GI Joe's clothes. Uh, I'm picturing in my head it's glorious. Yeah, and there's still vomit everywhere. The Roomba's just dragging it around, and we're still talking to Luke, just like we can go to sleep. And it was like. Four in the morning when he's kind of sort of passes out. Isaac goes home. We're still waiting. And, like, we go out to have a beer, and we hear the shower go on. But Luke just wandered off to get a shower. We figure, okay, it's all right. Me and Scraggs are going to go home, try and get some water burger or something, because we never ate. Um, we left Luke there with Aaron. It's like 5 in the morning. We're going to water, water burger. We're like, uh, you know, that'll at least, we'll at least have had water burger tonight, you know? Yeah. There's a drunk guy ahead of us that fell asleep in the line. So everyone in the line had to just dip. They couldn't get the car out of the way. Yeah. So we just went home with no water burger. Everyone was mad. Um, we found out like Luke left uh, sometime in the morning, didn't say anything there the next day. And uh, he had no memories <laughs> any of it. The last thing he remembered was uh, Sons of Guns. And for years after, he was embarrassed. He knew he did something because yeah. it smelled vomit. So he just didn't. We didn't talk about it. We didn't acknowledge it for probably a year and a half. Um, I think that room is still alive, though. And that it. I hope that the machines never rise up because that room. Oh no, that definitely will. It's, well, it's going to have to unpack a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, that was a room to vomit. Well, 
Okay, so let's go to the final segment. Um, this is a lot like the Jerry Springer, the end of Jerry Springer where Jerry has his final thought. Uh, I call it James's final thought uh, in honor of the god James Cadero. Shout out to the god. Um, so this is just your chance. So you can talk about anything that you've learned today, any point that you want to get across today, or you can just talk about like general things that you think are important to you. Um, well, I mean, don't get uh, an 88 tattooed if you were born in 1988. I think we covered that that's a bad idea. Terrible idea, especially if you're white. Well, uh, well, doubly so, probably. Doubly, I guess, like, depending on what kind of ideology you align yourself with. Yeah. Um, like, if you're a black Israelite, probably Just, don't. like, before you do tattoos or anything. Oh, yeah, like, maybe Google it. Google. Do some yes. research. Yeah. Um, Beware of the things that you put on your body. Like, yeah. Like, one time I was bored doing a phone conference and I stuck a suction cup to my head and lived with a purple hickey on my forehead for three weeks after. So, good example. Thing. Yeah, that's I, I don't have any tattoos. So that's maybe. almost as bad as an '88 tattoo on your forehead. I guess. Um, what well, I, I don't know. Just I guess don't vomit in front of a uh, Roomba. Don't milk your belly button. Yeah. And uh, I don't think there's any other uh, thoughts. We're gonna have to have a follow-up episode on. Oh no! Yeah, we're definitely we'll we'll do another episode on D and D and stuff like that. We're gonna have to do it behind the scenes and. Uh, so I. You could just talk about how annoying it is to be a judge and master for me, Andy, and Brian. It, that, I'd say that's a trying time of my life. <laughs> I can't uh, imagine why. Yeah, it was. Um, if, a, if anything, I've heard that individually, we're not annoying. Oh no, I. And then as a I group, we are super not the annoying. Worst. Um, <laughs> the worst human beings I've ever met as a group. Like you're like Voltron. If they came together, but instead of a cool lion body, just formed a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love all of you. I love you too. So, yeah, one day I found out that it's very rare for anyone to complete a 1 to 20 campaign, which is something that we did. Yeah, and I think we should do a 10 years. Yeah, so we do a BTS thing that on the, the DVD that will never be released of our campaign. No, we'll, we'll, we'll do like, did you, uh, I don't, I'm assuming a lot of things about you right now. Did you watch the uh, the the Last Dance uh, documentary for the, the Michael Jordan? No. Okay. My uh, experience with Michael Jordan is Space Jam. Hmm. I have a friend who hates Michael Jordan because his dad was a terrible gambler. Oh, well, that's a weird reason. Well, like terrible both in practice and in um, addiction. Like because uh, he would always bet against Michael Jordan. Oh, I thought you meant Michael Jordan's dad was a terrible gambler. Well, yes. I, I'd heard that, so I was like, that's a weird no, reason to hate him. him and his father were both. But my friend's dad was had a gambling addiction as well, but he always bet against Michael Jordan. And then, oh. you know, he would lose, and he would lose a lot of money, and it was a very trying that. time on his family. So my friend hates Michael Jordan because he is so, It's a disassociation. Oh, he's projecting. Well, because he doesn't want to hate his dad, he'd rather hate Michael Jordan. I guess. I get it, but so, so he both had a shitty dad and didn't get to enjoy Space Jam. Yeah, that's twenty twenty is dark. Yeah. So, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, let's see. Uh, keep fighting for everybody out there uh, that hasn't uh, seen their justice, like Breonna Taylor. Um, love each other, Elijah. Yeah. Um, love each other. Be good to each other. Um, keep signing petitions. Fuck, 
fuck. Fully fuck ice. Um, yeah. It's so. At the end of the day, if you treat your neighbor, and you have to understand that your neighbor is isn't the person next to you. It's every human, or you know, everyone with dignity and respect. We're gonna get a lot further. Oh, absolutely. So. Anyway, I think that's a great thing to end on. I'm gonna stand on that. Thanks, thank y'all for listening uh, to our silly stories. Um, bye.